Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. episode of Three Idgits in a Pod, where three siblings do a supernatural rewatch. I am one host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. I'm a third host, Bridget Downs. Um, and today we are discussing season one, episode three, Dead in the Water. But first, how are you two doing today? It's hot. It's yeah, very it's hot. really hot. I'm sweaty. It's very hot. We had to turn all the fans off because we're recording. And we're upstairs, and it's so much cooler downstairs, and oh, the heat is up here. We're dying. <laughs> so, we're very sweaty. Um, that's that's our, the news of the day, is yeah. we're very sweaty. Update, sweaty. Update, yeah. sweaty. Very. <laughs> I've got a sweaty mustache. I'm cursed with a sweaty lip. Sweaty upper lip. Yeah. Yep, I got the sweaty back going strong. <laughs> I luckily don't have that much of a sweaty back today. My forehead is pouring. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just there's a line down my back that is just like, that is slick. <laughs> <laughs> I am slick. <laughs> Alienating our listeners. <laughs> Here we go. Talking about being sweaty and gross. Yep. Do we want to, is there anything else to ramble about? I mean, not that much, but in the past few days... This, uh, if you're listening to this in the future, um, uh, Bo Burnham's new special Inside came out, uh, on Netflix, and I have now watched it four times. Um. Why? <laughs> Why? Um, Why did you do that? Because I was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, I relate to this way too much, mm-hmm. and uh, when talking to Dad about it, and about this one part where he was talking about, I believe he was saying, oh yeah, I don't want to kill myself, but like, if I had the option to kill myself for a year or 18 months, I would do it in an instant. And I was like, yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. And the dad was listening to me say that. He's like, um, no, that is not good. <laughs> so... It, it mean it's not. No, <laughs> but, no, it's not. But um, I think uh, Bo Burnham is definitely more relatable to your generation yeah. or my generation than his generation. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think I think Bo Burnham's humor is a little bit far removed from boomer humor. Oh yeah, he's definitely not a boomer though. He yeah, he's thirty. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a millennial. Reminder, he's just a couple years older than I am. Yeah. <laughs> I will soon be 30. Yeah, I wasn't saying, like, he's Oh, he's old. old. Yeah, he's old. You, you, yeah. Had, you had one of those moments earlier today that you're like, like no. wow, this band... I don't remember what band we were talking not... about. This band came out, with this, came out with this song so long ago. It was, like, 2009. That is a long time ago from now. It is! And then I was like, yeah, I guess. I was in high school. And then, then it just and, makes us feel and then, old. <laughs> and then you were like, yikes. No, I was not. <laughs> I was not. 
You are putting words into my mouth. You didn't say yikes. You just said it with your face. <laughs> I, but this is an audio medium, so I have to put the words back in. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So all of my friends have been watching it, and it reminds me that I and all of my friends are very mentally ill. But that's okay. I think that's par for the course right now, um, as we're coming out of, you know, a year in, in pandemic times. Way over a year now. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the other side of a year. <laughs> I'm I'm watching you sit across from me right now with a blanket, and we just talked about how sweaty we are. Why are you holding it's, a blanket? It's a sensory thing. Okay. Are you not sweating under the blanket? No. Okay. It's mostly just my face and my armpits. I, you're making me sweat for you. <laughs> I guess speaking of moisture, we can show her. a lake. We can jump right into then uh, season one, episode three. Dead in the water. We got another previously on, which is, you know, a pretty, just a, a recap. We're, we're not into the part in the show yet where we're getting like, you know, like, oh, hey, there's a, there's a, a person from three seasons ago. I wonder why they're showing us yeah. that. Mm-hmm. They do. I did. I didn't catch it in this episode, but. They have been showing us this clip from the first episode of Sam with a curved blade mm-hmm. that he, it was like, they had, they had this significant zoom shot sort of on this, on the first episode with this curved blade that we haven't seen since. And they keep putting that in the previously on. I'm like, when are we going to see that yeah. again? I don't know what that's for. <laughs> except to, except to show us that like, this is, this, <laughs> this is not a normal bag Sam is packing. Yeah. And like, even here in college, he's got this weird curvy blade. I don't know. So that was, I mean, you know, pretty standard previously on. Mm-hmm. And then we're on to Lake Manitoc, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. See a sort of log cabin uh, with a, a dad, an older son, a younger daughter, and a, a line where the older son tells mm, yeah. his sister, guys don't, don't like, like buff, buff girls. girls. Guys don't like buff girls. She's like, yeah, well, girls don't like guys who still live in their parents' house. And he's like, <laughs> whatever. Oh, we didn't do the episode description. Dang it. Um, Netflix and their accurate, their super accurate uh, episode descriptions. In a small town in Wisconsin, Sam and Dean investigate a series of mysterious drownings officially explained as suicides. That's not as bad as some of the other descriptions. No, that's not not as bad. I think this was a pretty um, straightforward episode, though. Mm -hmm. There weren't a lot of twisty things. Yeah. Distorted whispering in water with spooky filter is a bad sign. Yeah. yeah. I have scary lighting shot from up under the water. Yeah. When it's shot like that, it's like, well, obviously there's something in the water. Don't get in the water. When when when, when you see the camera in the water, don't get in the water. On this <laughs> shot from underneath the swimming girl. Yeah. it's We got that. It's that classic. Uh, mm-hmm. Something's in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that classic Jaws thing. Um, she looks so concerned already. Yeah. Without yeah. there without knowing that there's something in the water. She's supposed to be just going out for a swim, but she's looking around. She's looking around a lot. And then there's another shot from up under and scary music. And she looks around a lot. I'm like, how do you know there's something yeah. there? Can you hear the scary music too? Are you- Plus, she's is explained later, but she's a varsity swimmer. Yeah. So. She's really good at water stuff. So she's like, like, why, why, why is she like, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, nothing's touched her yet. She's fine. Until she's not. And then she drowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see, like, in those, like, scary, like, just in how it was lit, 
and she as she's swimming the shots from underneath the light is going like right up right up her crotch yeah <laughs> so she, it's like it's like oh shadowy silhouette except for her crotch <laughs> which mm-hmm. is like well oh all right yeah <laughs> glowing in holy light <laughs> <laughs> crotch shot grown in holy light <laughs> um and then uh, after her panic which at this point was completely unwarranted yeah. until it wasn't. It's like, oop, there she goes. <laughs> yeah. Pulled down under. And we saw these two shots like of her jumping into the water and then of her after she had been pulled under from the same perspective. It's like, ooh, someone's watching. Someone's watching from the woods. Mm-hmm. Well, no. It, it wasn't really touched on again. No. Um, Things just to make us feel like we're watching her. For, uh, or, or maybe it was her... her dad or the the brother the bro- i don't know who was supposed to maybe be watching the brother because he saw it supposedly but it, but it was like it. but it was like ominous watching yeah, yeah. like from the bushes <laughs> i'm not really sure what that shot was supposed to convey other than creepy mm-hmm. uh next scene truck stop the linwood mm-hmm. inn slash diner inn and diner because there's a diner in it also <laughs> truck stop sort of place a big truck goes by one of the, you know, just a, like a roadside type of place. The type of place Dean and Sam will, will frequent. Dean, we see Dean uh, going through the paper looking for, like, strange occurrences. Looking for a new case. And we get a lovely young young waitress with a very obvious chest situation happening. Mm-hmm. Tits are out! <laughs> tits, tits are out. And she's like, hey, how can I help you? And Dean does this thing with the pen in his mouth. He's, he's like, 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 oh yeah, I concentrate so hard with my pen in my mouth. And then he looks up and he's like, hello. And his like mouth widens as he smiles and his teeth are bright white. We have to establish at the beginning of every episode that Dean is still a horn dog. Yeah. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Ew. Gross. Gross, Dean. Um, and even at this, like at this point in this episode in particular, I mentioned it to you guys before, but, um, the filter they're using on this episode com- with the the stubble and then the way the light is always just hitting Dean's eyes in this mm-hmm. episode, he looks like he's posing for glamour shots yeah. the entire episode. It He looks like a model the entire episode. And in that scene in particular, like, I don't know why, but his lips looked pretty pink and he was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like, he's like, hi. Like, what's, what, why is, why, Mr. Ackles, why are you so pretty in this particular episode? Yeah. Uh, he looks, he looks very young and shot very prettily. Mm-hmm. Sam just looks like a college kid. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Dean is like, yes, I'm going to just be a model this episode. That's, that's fine. Uh, then we get Sam coming in with some, like, just angsty energy. Mm-hmm. Check, please. <laughs> I have feelings. <laughs> um... And they they use this scene to let us know that this is a filler episode. We will not be progressing the plot this episode. And they have with they do this with the their exchange about this sort of like I care more about dad than you. Yeah, well, like why are why aren't we progressing the plot? <laughs> because we need to do a filler episode. Here's a mystery. We're going here. Yep. So and as the lady or the waitress passes them and like. Dean's eyes follow her. He's like, come on, we, you know, we gotta have, like, some fun. And then he was like, he looked at her and he goes, that's fun. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> again, using this whole scene to establish Dean is horny all the time. And then Sam goes, yeah, I guess that is fun. Dean, Dean is horny all the time and objectifies women. That's how you know he is man. 
Yeah. We're establishing this. He is man. He is older man than Sam. He is he's, he's mature. mature. He's mature. He's more mature. He's worldly. He's been out and, ar- out and about. And Sam, he's still getting over his girlfriend. So he's not going to hit that. But Dean is available. We're, we're establishing that, which is interesting because I have some things to say later. <laughs> but then we get like a rock music car montage as they get to Wisconsin. Will Carlton's house. They go to, yes, they go to the victim's house first. Um, and they say that they are from U.S. Wildlife. And they rock up in their t-shirts and jackets and ripped up jeans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, still, still, still rocking just their regular street clothes as officers. Um, which, like, at this point, guys. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> Take a hint you, as to you, why you keep on getting found out. You, you got, guys. And are put um, in awkward situations. Where you have to explain weird stuff about demons to people. They don't They don't get a ton of information from going to the victim's house, except that these people are sad. Yeah. Yeah, they got specifically that maybe she was uh, Sophie Carlton, 18 years old. This happened like two weeks ago. Uh, she was out about 100 yards when she was dragged down, but she was a varsity swimmer, so she couldn't have drowned. There was no splashes around. Um, she wasn't struggling, uh, and then, they're, so they're talking to the brother, and they're like, can we talk to your dad? Can we see him? He's been, and, uh, the brother's like, he's been through a lot. Yeah, and then it Doesn't. shows a sad shot of him sitting in a chair on their dock, and he's just sitting there, and they're like, oh, I guess he is sad. Well, we should leave. Yeah, if we're just gonna, like, like, oh, yeah. Bully him we, we, seeing stuff. We, we can see that he is staring ponderously out over the water, so we're not gonna bother him just, mm-hmm. just yet. Um, then they head over to the police station. Um, where, again, their credentials are not checked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one checks. They're like, oh, hey, you're from what, U.S. Wildlife. Why are you guys interested? Uh, that's okay. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> They're, guys... <laughs> <laughs> Too lucky. Awfully lucky. But I guess we're supposed to think, like, this is a small town, just a small town sheriff. He's not gonna check. This is fine. They're, you know, trying to ask questions and... It, ah, the dam. Yes, of course, the dam that we definitely know about. Mm-hmm. Um, as the wildlife officers that we definitely are, He's like, tell us more about that thing. Leak, and the guy's like, yeah, "Yeah, it's falling apart." And they're like, "Uh huh, exactly." We, <laughs> we knew just what I was saying. You know, yep. dams. You know, the spring of leaks. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so the cop says there's nothing in the lake that should be big enough to drag down a person. And they dragged the entire lake, didn't find any bodies, um, even ran a sonar sweep. Nothing. H- highly unusual. We know this must be supernatural. <laughs> and hey, it's Amy Acker. I know. I said, oh, hey, Amy Acker's here. <laughs> playing the sheriff's daughter, playing Andrea Barr, the sheriff's daughter. Lo- love to see an actor, an actress we recognize mm-hmm. in a very mid-2000s top. Yes. Yes, she is. Also <laughs> low cut. Also tits out. Mm-hmm. So we know that she is going to be our one-off episode leading lady. Mm-hmm. And she uh, brings with her, she's like, oh, hey, sorry, is this a bad time? And she has her kid with her. And this is the first time we see the boys interact with someone who isn't an adult. Do they say how old Lucas is? I don't think so. How old do you think he is? Ten? I thought eight. Maybe a little younger. Eight to ten? Yeah. Well, I'd say it was reasonable. So we're introduced to this, uh, to uh, Andrea's kid, Lucas, who doesn't speak. Um, and they're like, what's up with him? And they're like, uh, he's been through a lot. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later in the episode. 
but this is the first time we see Dean in particular interact with a kid, mm-hmm. and just his his interactions are so interesting. Uh, she, she's she's there to drop off her kid to stay to stay with his granddad for a bit, and they convince her to walk them two blocks to the motel yeah. um, through Dean's weird flirting. <laughs> kids are the best. Kids yeah, are, kids are yeah. great. Cute, cute, cute kid. Kids are great. Best. And then the, the sort of behind her kind of shrug it, look at Sam, like, like what are you doing, man? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets off her great, a great line. Yes. It was good when she delivers them to the motel. Who wants, who wants to deliver the line? Must be hard with your sense of direction, never being able to find your way to a decent pickup line. It's great. And, and it's still, like, uh, <laughs> and it's delivered in, it's a very Amy Acker mm-hmm. delivery. It's great. And then Sam's just like, Dean, you don't even like kids. What's going on? He's like, <laughs> Name I'm three children that you know. <laughs> but Dean's like, you know, like, what are you talking about? I love kids. So they're they're setting this up like, like, like Dean's this like macho man. What's he doing talking about kids or whatever? Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, I don't, I don't even know you. Like, like, what are you talking about? You like kids? You don't like kids? You hate kids? Like, no, man, I like kids. <laughs> Name three kids you know. Now he knows Lucas. <laughs> L- Lucas, more. There, there one. we go. One. Um, so they get to the motel, and we have a looking through the lore scene. And did you catch what happens in this scene, Matricia? Uh That they mention Lake Champlain. <laughs> they mention Lake Champlain. <laughs> the lake that we live near. <laughs> yeah, he's working on a chunky laptop researching lake deaths, and uh, lists our our great Lake Champlain as hey. one of the lakes with a monster in it. Hey. <laughs> it's our champy. Which did you know Vermonters call him champ? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I knew somebody who wanted to get in a fight about that. And I was <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I still call him champy. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care what you call him. I've always called him champy. I think it'd be weird, more weird if someone pronounced it the same way that we pronounce like Champlain. We just call him champy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I met someone at college who. When they heard I, I'm from near Lake Champlain, they were like, "Have you seen that? Have you seen? Have you seen Champy?" I'm like, uh. <laughs> first of all, no, but also, you've heard you've heard of Champy? <laughs> heard of Champy? Yeah, it's a famous it's a famous lake monster. Oh, okay, <laughs> famous enough to end up in Supernatural. <laughs> well, have you heard of the Battle of Plattsburgh and how it ended the War of 1812? <clears throat> the, the that, big that, thing that, we that, learned about in seventh grade. The, the thing we spend like three years learning about that um, was at best a minor inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was embar- To be fair, it was embarrassing for for England. Mm-hmm. That was that was an embarrassing day. Yes, <laughs> that was that was the 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 British Navy that that fell to um, a bunch of tugboats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that they that they like built in their backyards. It was that was it was embarrassing. <laughs> Claim to fame. But yeah, our claim to fame. Champy and the Battle of Plattsburgh. <laughs> we get some Lucas tragic backstories. They find that article um, about how um, Andrea's husband, Lucas's father, drowned and Lucas was found floating in the lake on a, on a piece of driftwood. Mm-hmm. And that's why he doesn't talk, is because of the trauma of that. Um, and when we get this kind of look at Dean as... Um, He's like, oh, hey, I can connect to this kid. I also lost a parent at a young age in a really traumatic way. I can connect to this kid and project onto this kid. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. Yeah, he's like, watching one of your parents die, something you just don't get over. 
Yeah. Like, um, yeah, you want to talk more about that, Dean? <laughs> um, yeah, the way that he just, uh, he talks to her and he's like, hey, mind if I go over to your child? And she's like, ah, and he just walks. <laughs> he yeah, just we, we show up at the playground and he's like, hi, I'm an adult man. I'm going to go talk to your kid now. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have a kid here either. At this park, we just walked up and we're like, hey. Yeah, we are two adult men. One of us is going to sit by you, small female. <laughs> the other is going to go talk to your kid. Uh, yeah. oh, guys, that's weird. Don't do that. They, and then uh, Andrea makes a reference to Jerry Maguire, which is a book. Yes? A movie. Is a movie. I thought it was also a book. Maybe it is. I don't know. I know it's a movie. I didn't see it. Is that the one where I it's, think it's like... I think it's very, like, of the time. Yeah. Like, it, like that would have... That, that was, a like, a pop culture reference we were supposed to get if we were living in 2005. We're not living in 2005. It is 2021. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. I got that they were making a reference, but I didn't get the reference. No. Went over my head. <laughs> and I didn't look it up. Nope. <laughs> I, I think this is... The, I mean, we're on episode three, and this is the third episode where I said I was going to do research... And I didn't even do the barest minimum of, like, looking up the Wikipedia page. So maybe that's maybe that's going to be a bit where I say I'm going to do research and then I don't. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have this whole scene where um, Sam is the one who tries to connect emotionally with Andrea. And then Dean, the macho man, goes over... So, yeah, the D- Dean, the macho man, who has been, we've well established that Dean is horny and likes to talk to women, is not the one to talk to Andrea. Mm -hmm. Sam is. Dean is the one who goes over to Lucas and sits down with him and tries to get him to come out of a shell by, like, like, oh, hey, like, look at these little army guys. Let's play with these. Lucas isn't engaging, so he's like, hey, man, do you mind if I sit and color with you? Um... And then just kind of sits and, like, colors side by side with him for a bit and talks about how when he was a kid, something bad happened, and he didn't want to talk about it either. And that's okay. Uh, and that, that he that he got it and understood what he was saying, and then, like, hey, man, if you just want to color and show me what you saw, that's fine, too. So I just thought it was a really interesting portrayal of our well-established macho man who is horny all the time and likes to talk to women who Sam's like, you don't like kids. You Name three kids. And Dean's like, I don't really want any kids. Um, Dean's the one who goes over and connects with this kid and is is just really good with him. Dean is great with kids. And he's like, hey, look, I, I drew you. Here's my family. Yeah, he draws him a picture of his family. And when he's, you know, reading off who who's in the picture and he gets to his mom and he gets choked up. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Um... Uh, but he he's able to connect with this kid and like like well of course Dean's great with kids he raised Sam yeah um Dean was Sam's protector Sam's older brother since he and like since he was four and that was the, like the role he filled so of course he's great with kids he's been doing it for what twenty two years <laughs> so and it was it was successful he goes back over and you know to the the sexy lady we would expect him to be trying to connect with, mm-hmm. but it's Sam doing the emotional connecting. And Lucas delivers a drawing of a house, which 
I don't think it's at this point. I think it's a little bit later when we see another drawing. But I'm like, why are TV kid drawings always like that? Yeah. Like, they're, they're, like it's like TV kid drawings. All of the, like, the faces are drawn a certain way. Is it because they're drawn by adults? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I mean, you work with pre-K kids, and you get to see kid drawings all the time. This is true. None of them look like that. No. I'm mean, pre-K is different than 8 to 10. That's yes, true. it is. But, but still. <laughs> still. Um, if And if it were, like, a pre-K age, I would expect to see, like, the the head with arms and legs. Yes, mm-hmm. the potato person. <laughs> the potato person, <laughs> which is a classic uh, a classic kid drawing. And But, th- yeah, they don't, like, color things in like that. They don't, like, do, like, blocks of color. They mostly do line art. Mm-hmm. At, at, at that much younger age, I'm, I'm less familiar with the 8 to 10. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, um, the, the, the father of the, of the swimmer girl who dies at the beginning, he's just sitting kind of sadly, and his son is um, like, oh, hey, Dad, I'm going to get dinner ready. Are you okay? Okay. And he goes into the, into the kitchen to do some dishes. The sink bubbles with gray water, grayish yeah, black. I said, ew, gross poop water. <laughs> yep, yeah, but you got a problem with the pipes. <laughs> gotta get a plumber. Please don't try to fix that yourself. And then he's like, oh, and then he sticks his arm in it and takes, and it's like, oh, is something gonna happen? And then he just takes the drain out. <laughs> and then he sticks <laughs> his arm in it. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he drowns. Gets I dragged they, in face first. I thought they sh- how they shot this was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, shot through, like, plexiglass Mm -hmm. from underneath Mm -hmm. so we get to see him like doing the drowning stuff from underneath that was it was that was a cool interesting uh a cool direction choice and the sink drains yeah after and he did he did uh drowned in the sink and then it drained that's 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 a rough way to go yeah um especially after his sister also drowned yes and, and disappeared. And so his dad f- probably found him there after all of the kerfuffle and hearing all of the sound that he was making. Oh my god. And now he's got two drowned kids. That's not great. No. Um, then we're back at the motel. Um, A little Sam and Dean powwow. <laughs> Sam and Dean powwow. Uh, and they find out that, like, oh, there's some connection to Carlton, the sad Carlton man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas's father was bill carlton's godson like oh this is all connected to to bill sad, sad bill um and they realize that that well they go they go to try to talk to bill and he's mostly just sad they don't get a whole lot out of it yeah he's like i've answered enough questions for today yeah so and poor guy and they turn around and realize that uh lucas's drawing is of the carlton house says, creepy kid drawing is coming to play oh no and then we go to andrea's house and dean's like man we gotta interrogate this kid and then we have another Dean connecting with kid moment. And he tells the story of, you know, tells him about his mom and how he's got to be brave because she would have wanted him to be brave. Yeah, and he admits and, that he was scared too. Yep. But he's got to be brave. And as a Dean's got to be brave for Sammy. Mm-hmm. He's got to be brave because he's got to take care of Sammy. He doesn't get to feel scared. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't get to deal with it. <laughs> he doesn't get to because he's got to be the grown-up. He's got to be the protector. Uh, then Lucas gives Dean another drawing. But this time it's like a church, a house, a gate, or a fence with a guy on a bike, a red bike with a blue hat. So they're <laughs> like, well, maybe this kid's like 
prophetic. Maybe something's going to happen here. So we got to find this place. Um, got to figure out what this means. We have a scene in it where they're in their car and uh, we have just a brief scene where Sam's like, hey man, I didn't know that about mom. Yeah. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Like, it, which is, it's a very like parental stance to take is like, mm-hmm. like I have my emotional problems, but I, you don't get to hear about them because like you are my responsibility. You mm-hmm. don't get to take emotional responsibility for my pain. So I've just got to shove that down because I've got to protect you, mm-hmm. Prote- protect you from, from stuff and protect you from my feelings. So we're just going to lock that shit down. <laughs> yeah. I said, Dean, your trauma is showing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, but they find the yellow house by a church and we get, Peter's been missing for 35 years! Yeah. Ooh. Um, we get shots of um, uh, army men. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, significant, like, woo, shot of army men. And um, this poor this poor woman who has been missing her son for 35 years, who just disappeared without a trace. He was supposed to ride his bike home from school. He just never showed up. And she said, it's worse than dying. Which is the same thing that yeah. Bill Carlton said in an earlier scene about um, losing your kids. Yeah. And we get the photo, the photo of Peter, this missing kid, with his friend, Billy Carlton. 1970. 1970. 35, that, yep, that math works, 35 years ago. <laughs> so then it shows Bill again by the lake, and I said, uh, Billy's talking to the lake again. <laughs> oh, Billy's talking to the, <laughs> the lake, lake again. again. <laughs> Um, and at this point he knows, Yeah, he knows it's, it's Peter and he's, um, uh, uh, he's decided he's going to go join Peter in the lake. Yeah. He's like, I've got nothing left. You've taken everything. I didn't know. I didn't believe, but now I think I do. I think I finally know what you want. Yeah. And this was, I mean, I didn't personally get really like disturbed by this, but I've always been a bit uncomfortable with this kind of thing. Just, he was... Mostly because I have way too much empathy for people, even fictional characters. God, it was really hard to see him that sad because he had just lost both of his children. And he was like, well, I guess I'm going to die now because there's nothing worth living for anymore. Yeah, that was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam and Dean get there too late to stop him. He takes yeah. off into the water and they're like, no, it's not safe. Come back. Because just... they don't realize that he's made a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he knows, and then the boat just like flips up in the air. Yeah, <laughs> just just like explodes, and uh, Bill is never heard from or seen again. Yeah, poor Bill. <laughs> Back at the sheriff's office, uh, Dean comes in, and they see Lucas is there and in distress, and Dean is trying to calm him down, and and just like a immediately stepping in and fulfilling a protector role with him. He's like, oh man, he's such a parent. Um, and the, but this is where we get the scene with the sheriff. He's like, you guys are not from the wildlife service. Mm-hmm. like, oh, we can explain. He's like, nope, I don't want to hear it. Uh, no, you do not belong here. And you have two options. You can either get arrested yeah, for get impersonating a-, a government official. Or we could say this was all a big mistake. And you could just drive away in your little car and go and never come back. And I have to think that the reason he gives them a choice and doesn't just arrest them on the spot is because he's like, I'm embarrassed that I did, <laughs> just didn't check mm-hmm. their credentials because these two are obviously not, not officers. <laughs> yep. yeah. Supposed to be the sheriff of this town. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's like, like these guys just rocked. Like, like Dean's jeans are ripped at the knees, and Sam looks like a college student. I have to believe that he gave them that, that choice because he felt embarrassed. So yeah, the sheriff's running them out of town. Um, we get a shot. Uh, we we get a couple like um, simultaneous scene shots happening. So um, Lucas is getting ready for bed, and we get a significant look at. So big black swirly thing he's drawing and mm-hmm. army men. And then we get a shot with like Dean and Sam in the car and Dean is having feelings. Yeah, there's a fork in the road to Milwaukee. A literal fork in the road. A literal fork. <laughs> 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 and they go the other way. Yes, they, Dean makes a decision. As, yeah, as Sam Sam's like, like, the light is green. The, the light is green. <laughs> Dean, you're going the wrong way. Dean. 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 Oh, uh, I know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. I just, I don't want to leave until I find out that that kid's okay. And yeah. Sam's like, who are you and what have you done with my brother? Surprise, Sam. That is your brother. Yeah. He good with kids. He's good with kids. He's a protector. That's what he did for you his entire life. Yeah, because he was like, I saw how scared Lucas was. That is not good, and I feel like something bad is going to happen to him, and I can't live with that. Yeah. Dean's good with kids. Sam, That's this is your brother. Spoiler alert, you don't know him very well. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, Sam's really only interacted with Dean, with Dean as sort of a par- parental figure. Right. He hasn't really interacted with him as a sibling. So they're, they have a very brother dynamic, but they're also still kind of learning to be brothers after this time apart from each other because mm-hmm. Dean raised Sam. So now that, you know, Sam has separated himself from the family and sort of become his own person, they're st- kind of learning each other. So, like... I get that Sam has never really seen this side of him, um, because it would have been something that Dean shielded Sam from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sam, of course Dean's great with kids. Of course Dean cares about the kids. He cared about you. Yeah. You were once a kid. <laughs> and then we get the, the it, it, interrupting the, the scene, we get shots of Andrea drawing a bath. Yeah. Which we all know what this is going to turn out to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrea, someone just died in their sink. Yeah. Maybe don't. Maybe don't take a bath take right a bath. now. Also a physics-defying bath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's laying in the bath, and it is full. Like, if you're taking a bath, you don't want it to be that full, because if you get in, or if you move around too much, the, the whole water thing is, displacement. Yeah, we the know whole this. thing is going to slosh around. But the faucet is still going, and it's going and going, and she's just laying there, and she's and she's laying in her way too full bathtub with the water still running. And she just is like, hmm, and she's taking her little towel and dabbing it on her face and stuff. Ooh, and then the water turns, like, green. And yeah, she's like, weird, weird swampy green. Yeah. Um, and the faucet runs through the entire scene. And we only see the water running out of the tub later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the water was going. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sure, she forgot to plug it up. No. <laughs> um, so uh, we Dean has made this decision, and he shows up at Andrea's house now late at night and is about to ring the doorbell, and Lucas answers the door in a panic. So they go running in, um, and now we see the water is running under the door and down the stairs, and uh, Dean gets to the bathroom door. And this this whole next scene I thought was fascinating. So we have Dean, who we've well established at the beginning of this episode, is a horn dog. Mm-hmm. 
And we've established throughout this episode that he has tried to come on to Aunt Andrea, mm-hmm. but has connected much more with her son, Lucas. This would be the scene where you would have the macho man kick down the door, rush in, and save Andrea. Did and then they would have... The door? No, Sam oh. does. Dean kicked down the door. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you, this is what this, you would have the Macho Man run in there, kick down the door, rush in, save Andrea, and then they would have that he saved her connection, which would then lead to him getting a, you know, thank you for sweeping into my town. Here's a kiss on the cheek as you carry on on your adventures moment. That's not exactly what happens, though. So Dean and Sam go running up the stairs, following Lucas. Dean grabs Lucas and hands him to Sam. Which, again, we're still following those roles. So Sam is the one who would usually emotionally connect to people to get them to talk. Sam is the one who, like, holds on to the kid while Dean Macho Man kicks down the door. Then they switch. Mm -hmm. Dean takes Lucas back from Sam, and Sam goes rushing in and drags Andrea out of the bath. While Dean stays out in the hall, he doesn't even come into the bathroom. He stays in the hall with Lucas and comforts Lucas. Mm -hmm. And then... After they're, you know, struggling in the bath, trying to get her out of the bath, away from the water demon thing, and uh, out of the tub and onto the floor. The next scene, it's just Sam and Andrea sitting at, like, the kitchen table having a talk where he's doing his emotionally connecting thing. Dean doesn't interact with her through this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they're trying to set up that Dean is the macho man who is into women and saves women and gets the girl and gets the you know, one episode lady kiss on the cheek or whatever. That's not the formula that they, that they just followed. No. They've established something else with this. And I want to hear what you two think about that. I don't know. Um, I think establishing that Dean is going to be the one who is good with kids. I don't know, though. I think it was a real protective thing. Like, he didn't, maybe he didn't want Lucas to see right what was going on. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That this that he was playing much more into his that that protective side that they were establishing with him and Lucas. Yeah. But I I just think that there's this this inconsistency in his character that they're setting up. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, it's not it it's not inconsistent exactly. When Dean is acting on instinct, his instinct tells him to like protect the kid, right, and not go rushing in to see the beautiful naked lady in the bath. When he's being more performative, in he's where he's in a public space, he's in um, an area where people are. He's being observed and is putting on the airs of being this intensely macho man. That's usually when he's doing the like, "Hey, lady, uh, cute kid, walk us to the motel. You free later." Like the that sort of weird, um, toxic masculinity thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's all it's it's performative when he's acting mm-hmm. on instinct. This is more what his character is is a much more he's he's protective of the kid. He's much less concerned with seeing a, la- a naked lady in the bath. There was it was pretty funny when she was like out of the bath and uh, Sam was pulling her out. They were both like really trying to cover her boobs. So they're like, touch the boobs, touch the boobs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, she fell out of the bath in a really unnatural way that was very much like cover them. We're on network television. <laughs> <laughs> cover the boobs. Yeah. So we're we're we're, we're going to place our our arms and hands in such a way that you see nothing, but you can tell that she's naked mm-hmm. because we're on network television. Yep. Sam is talking with Andrea, um, and 
we know that she heard a voice saying, come play with me. Yes. Creepy. Um, and here we go. We've, we've established kids. Nothing creepier. Yeah. <laughs> kids are the creepiest thing. We've, this is the third episode, two out of the three episodes, right? Two? We, they haven't been in all three. No. No. I think it's, yeah, two out of the three. Two out of the three episodes so far have had creepy kids. But I kind of thought that they were setting it up to be Lucas. Something with Lucas being really creepy and, like, something ends up with him. The way that they were always like, oh, no, he doesn't talk. He just draws. And then he starts (laughs) drawing creepy stuff. Yeah, he was just the conduit for the creepy. He wasn't the actual source of the creepy. Yeah. uh, Dean is looking through bookshelves. He finds an old photo album. And he's making connections. Yep, Dean, this is this is one of those scenes where Dean is smarter than he lets on mm-hmm. and smarter than he gives himself credit for mm-hmm. because he has a role to fulfill as, like, Sam's the smart one. Right, Sam went to college. Sam went to college. Sam's the smart one. He's just going to discount any, any, any of his own intelligence. He's like, because, you know, he's, he's, he's not college educated. Dean's smart. Mm-hmm. Dean's a smart and capable guy. He finds the, the photograph. And it's like, ah, yes, the Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there was something shady going on yeah. there. Um, never and... trust a Boy Scout. Never trust yeah. a Boy Scout. Um, Especially one that still prides when they're way older, when they're like, yeah, that was one I'm one of my proudest things. And they're like, yep. was a Boy Scout. Boy Scout and Eagle Scouts. And they're like, and I moved as high up as I could. And we're like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then when we try to tell them about how awful the Boy Scouts organization is, they're like, no, they were good to me. We played with those little cars. Yeah. <laughs> and we had popcorn. <laughs> yep. So we follow Lucas. Lucas is, is a little creepy in this scene. Uh, Lucas wanders out into the yard and then just kind of stares at the ground for a bit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Tina and Sam are like, hey, uh, take him back in the house. Yeah. They were fully expecting to just dig up a body right there. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, okay, this is this could be really bad. Take the kid and go. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a bike. It's Peter's, Peter's bike. bike. Click, click, gun. The way that they were, the way that they were digging, though, I just wrote down Jumanji. <laughs> when they were especially, I don't know why, it really unlocked the memory for me uh, in the original one when they were, like, scooping it the dirt up with their own hands. And then they took the bike out. Yes, the uh, digging up the, the bike, and then, whoops, there's the sheriff. He's got a gun. Yeah. And he asks how they knew that it was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> here we go, dumping the spirit nonsense on the locals. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they've, they've got to get their their speech down, they, they, and they got to get to it bef- before we get to this point where we've got a gun trained on us, and now everything that comes out of our, our mouths sounds like nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got it established that at this point that the sheriff and Bill killed Peter and buried the bike. And uh, Lucas, at this point, starts hearing the come play with me voice. It just yeah. takes off. Mm-hmm. Smart kid. Um, I said, don't listen to the voices, Lucas. <laughs> uh, and then we find out that um, the sheriff and Billy were bullying this kid, Peter, who was smaller and younger than they were and we were like we were just like rough rough housing it was but it got too rough and then we held him underwater and he drowned yeah we were just holding his head underwater you know just playing like you do and when uh andrea was like please tell me this isn't true he just kind of stares at her he's like Mm. 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 i said well daughter you do got me stumped (laughs) i said 
<laughs> just boy team boys. Wow. A cop was a bully as a kid. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the 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 boy was like, we were just we were just playing around. Patricia, I don't know how much of MASH you've seen. Not much. Not Episodes much. here and there. You, But you are probably aware that Hawkeye, the one the main mm-hmm. character, oh. is a character with a lot of trauma. And this uh, comes through in, he uses humor to avoid talking about his trauma yeah. and um, to repress everything. And he is a master at repressing traumatic things to the point where he repressed an entire memory from his childhood that only comes out... Um, later in the show and they have to call the psychiatrist to come deal with him because um, he starts sneezing uncontrollably because they brought in a soldier who was covered in mildew water mildewy water and the smell of the mildew brought back part of the memory and Hawkeye started having like an allergic reaction it was a whole a whole thing but they had to call the psychiatrist to help him work through his repressed memory and it was a memory of being a kid hanging out with one of his older in the show, they say cousin, but I've seen some uh, discussion and theorizing that it that may be not intentional, not not intentionally this, but um, could be looked at as a euphemism for um, a slightly older kid who he was into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's this story that he like had forgotten about, where he and this other friend were out in the boat in the pond in this idyllic main town, and. Uh, he fell in and almost drowned, and then Billy pulled him out. I think I think the kid's name was Billy. Pulled him out and saved him. And but that doesn't ju- just recounting that story doesn't fix it. So the psychiatrist Sydney has to work him through the story over and over. And then Hawkeye says he helped me into into the water. He helped me into the water. Hmm. He pushed me in. It's like we were just fooling around. I stood up in the boat. We were just fooling around. He tried to kill me. Whew. And the, and he's like, and he's like, he, and, and then, but then he, you know, pulled him out and he's like, and he was so mad. He hated him, but he couldn't because he also saved him. And it was like this, so. Wow. Me- messed up that he just, you know, repressed. And it was, th- so th- this is the level of repression that this character is capable of. Yeah. And I, like, I was struck by that, um, by the, you know, the similarities in, in those stories and the discussion I've seen talking about like well he says that billy was his cousin based on lots of other textual evidence and we can if you want to we can talk about more about the uh the mash brain worms that that live in my (laughs) head hawkeye on mash gives off big time chaotic bisexual energy (laughs) and also big time repression energy um so does bj bj too yes bj is also big time bisexual energy and this is generally like in the discussions about this i've seen generally talked about is like it's entirely possible this billy kid didn't push hawkeye in just because yeah right a lot of people including me especially i really like the theory that um they were out in the lake and hawkeye was like opening up and then he was like saying that he liked him yeah and then this... the kid yeah and then the kid was like no yeah yeah i don't um, like that that th- this this is the theory um, is that Hawkeye expressed, or it was found out that he um, had feelings for this other kid, and the other kid tried to kill him. Rough stuff. Wonderful. Uh, and just like, I mean, there's no evidence of that in the text as far of of this supernatural episode, as far as I can tell. But the similarities between yeah this backstory and that story from Mash were there for me. And just looking at this, like this is a potential situation where like Hawkeye wasn't dragged out of the water. 
the the way that the sheriff talks about this kid Peter, like he was smaller and weaker than us, so of course we were like we just drowned him, right? <laughs> like, mm, sure, cop. Yeah, and he's like, it was a mistake. Like, sir, you killed a kid. Yeah, <laughs> sir, you killed someone. <laughs> you and another kid murdered someone. Well done, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're like, wait, where's Lucas? <laughs> Oh no, Lucas, get out of the water! <laughs> yeah, Dean's like, we gotta get you guys away from this lake. And then smash cut to Lucas in the water. They all run after him. He's in He's in the water now. Yeah. His head is submerged. He's gone. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then we get we get a great um, uh, ghost kid arm and ghost kid top of head. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, ghost kid, ghost kid! <laughs> Creepy ghost Creepy kid! kid. <laughs> and the sheriff sees the ghost kid and knows it's Peter. And decides to go for a swim. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Peter, if you can hear me, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Lucas is just a little boy. Take me. It's my fault. Not his. Go says ACAB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, he, yeah, then Sheriff is getting dragged under by the ghost ghost child. And yeah. the, the, the way they shot this was kind of funky. Mm-hmm. So he's getting dragged under. And I don't know if you, did you notice this? He's looking up at the camera, and he's sort of, like, swimming, but it, but he's pretty obviously, like, swimming down. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's swimming away from the camera while looking up at it, like, like trying to push himself, like, to keep himself underwater. Right. And then he sort of, like, waves. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, did he just wave at the camera? I wrote, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And he drowns. I said, to be honest, his acting was really funny to watch, because it it wasn't very good. It was. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. G- goodbye. <laughs> um. Um. You know, Sam pops up and they can't find Lucas. They can't find Lucas. And then Dean rescues Lucas. A big slow motion scene. Yeah. Dean rescues the kid. The macho man, not the sensitive one, rescues the kid. Sam points out, like, "Hey, man, we can't save everyone." Mm-hmm. And you can see that this is hard for Dean. Yeah. Um. And this is something that sticks with his character. Dean wants to save everyone all the time mm-hmm. so much. He is the protector. Mm-hmm. His the, his first charge was Sam, and he will accept anybody else. Mm-hmm. And if he can't save everyone, he takes that personally and blames himself for it. So the fact that this sheriff, who was a piece of shit, drowned on his watch, he still takes that personally. Yep. And that that is he that is going on the, his list of personal failures that he's disappointed in himself for. That that's just they're establishing that at this point that that's part of his character and that that stays um, and then we get like a like we we get the tone of this scene is weird mm-hmm. the tone of this scene is awfully happy for someone who just yes lost you know a father and a grandfather mm-hmm. and yeah. who had just found out oh boy he was also a murderer they just found out he was a murderer and then he drowned in front of them they're, and now they're happy and they made lunch they're awfully yeah. fine. And it's weird. Yeah. But we do get a cute scene with Lucas and Andrea. They made lunch for them for the road. And we have another scene where Sam is connecting emotionally with Andrea. And Dean is connecting with Lucas. And it's really cute. Now, Lucas is talking now. And Dean's like, hell yeah, man. You're you're a cool little dude. But what's the phrase I taught you? It's like Zeppelin is... What, Zeppelin, Zeppelin rules. Ze- Zeppelin yeah. rules, and he's like, "Yeah, absolutely, Zeppelin rules. You're gonna be okay." And then Andrea just comes over and kisses Dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that I guess, kiss was not needed. 
I guess because she knew that he was trying to come on to her for so long. But she... I mean, yeah, she knew. She picked it up right away and said it wasn't going to work and that it was weird. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's... I think they are attempting to bookend the episode establishing... It was at the beginning we had like established he is ma- the Macho Man Horn Dog, mm-hmm. who if we followed that 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 line through, would get the kiss from the attractive one off lady mm-hmm. who's grateful and gives him a kiss. But the whole middle part of the episode doesn't follow that at all, so it felt very jarring and like compulsory heterosexual mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like we we have to reestablish after we've seen Dean be so sensitive all episode we have to reestablish his Macho Man. F- figure in this show and give him the kiss from the beautiful woman instead of giving it to sam Sam? we can't give it to sam either because he's still grieving his girlfriend yeah right no one should be getting a kiss in this episode but because dean is single and we we are trying to establish him as this macho man horny macho horny man (laughs) he's the one who's gonna get the kiss even though they did not have a connection (laughs) yeah um yeah i wrote woman character not dead i guess she has to kiss dean (laughs) yeah to, yeah, to, there to are two she... outcomes. <laughs> Either she dies or she kisses Dean. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like... That's that's what we're, we're trying to establish right here at the beginning. Yeah. Good job, Dean. Here's your speech. Um, <laughs> we're, we're trying to set Dean up as, for our target audience of, you know, young men in their teens and early 20s, we're trying to set Dean up as, like, the guy you want to be. He's, he's the macho man who drives the classic car and listens to the classic rock and gets the kiss from the girl at the end of the episode. All through the center of the episode, though, that's not... The vibe that those are not consistent vibes, yeah. and it's we're we're in a public place, and we get this performance from him of this hypermasculinity, which is just interesting and like with within the episode, it's inconsistent, but that uh, that inconsistency is consistent with his character, right? That that this all this hypermasculine behavior is. Is, is put on it is it is a some something he is trying to fill this this role he's he is trying to fill because that's that's what he thinks he should be doing but when he's not thinking about what he should be doing and he's acting on an instinct he's a different person <laughs> and you know after the kiss we get he's got kind of like bashful like oh shucks <laughs> let's get on the road sammy and then we drive off to have more adventures to some music and then that, that's that's the end of the episode yeah what do we think I liked it. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked how, uh, I don't know, that we got a um, a character in the cop who they, you know, want to trust at first, and he's going to be, like, their point person, their their police guy in the town who they talk to about the right. case. And yep. then, oh, no, he's involved. Oh, no, he did do the murdering. He did, he did in fact, do that murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now the town needs a new sheriff. Right. Okay. Because the water ate him. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to find that body. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Good, goodbye. And certainly not now, because we didn't talk about this earlier. I forgot. Um, we've, we've a time limit. We've established a time limit on, on, on solving these murders. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the dam is going to be shut down and they're going to drain the lake. So they're never going to find the body if whatever's in the lake is, um, is go, goes with when the dam goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're really not going to find his body. Yeah. We also, now, now that he's got, he took the sheriff instead of the kid, we just sort of assume it's all solved? Yeah. Yeah. Because there was no body, they, they let the body go in the lake, so there was no body to salt and burn. We just, they're, they're just sort of assuming again that it was all fixed. 
And if not, it will hopefully be when the dam leaves. Yeah. Yep. And that's the end of their problems. Um, so our next episode is going to be season one, episode four, Phantom Traveler. However we do an outro. I, we've, we've been the down siblings. This is three idiots in a pod. See you next time. In your ears. Yep. <laughs> I'm Bridget. I'm Patricia. And I'm Margaret. Okay, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song, Bruff Music, as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3 Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.